Today on Locked On Ducks Hockey, we take our weekly trip down on the farm as the San Diego Goals sweep the Ontario Reign. All of this on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The rain in Ontario falls mainly on the plains at the airport. Yeah. I hope you're all ready for the weekly minor league variant of this very podcast. You are locked in with Jason, J.D. Hernandez, on this not-quite-as-rainy Thursday morning. Yesterday had a lot more rain. This is Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget that you will get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's hockey team, but hold on! Every Thursday is different because it is... Locked on goals, your weekly look down the I-5 freeway at the San Diego goals. Hey, wait, that's today. Yeah, that's today. Yeah. So the goals played two games last weekend. It was a home and home against their biggest rival, the Ontario Reign. Yours truly was there, and I'll go a little in-depth on the two games, and I'll even go in-depth with this turnaround for San Diego. There is something to this. Before we talk about the goals, you can listen to this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify, or Stitcher. Since Alexa thinks this podcast is about college football, try asking Siri. Hey Siri, play the Locked On Ducks podcast or something along those lines and hope that works. If it does, please let me know. Or you might try looking manually on the Apple or Google Podcasts. So if you're listening already, be sure to hit that subscribe button to listen to this podcast daily. Also, Twitter time. You can follow this show at LO underscore Ducks or follow me at StimpyJD. I do post episode links on Twitter, so check Z Tweets. We now head on the southbound 5 freeway past Irvine, past San Juan Capistrano, and even past Oceanside. We're going all the way to the Midway District in San Diego to check out the San Diego goals. The last time we talked about the AHL team, they scored a franchise record nine, nine goals against the Baby Sharks. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Anyway, not long after that game, the goals went to Toyota Arena in Ontario where they began a two-game quick series, which is the SoCal series, against the Rain. Oh, by the way, it was LA Kings night at the arena, which meant you had Dieter Rule on the organ, which is always fun, Bailey with the rain mascot, Kingston, and the Ontario rain resembling the poor play of their parents' club. Yeah, sorry to say that. Ontario actually came in with a sterling 8-4-2 record and were playing at a high level. Keyword, were. But in comes the streaking goals. Before the game, there was a special ceremony Featuring the goodest of boys. And I'm a dog person. I love dogs. In fact, I have one staring at me right now. The hero of the night was a police dog from the Corona Police Department. So shout out to Corona PD. The dog was named Canine Raider. Or is named Canine Raider. Just to give a little background on the pupper. He is a certified facility dog from Canine Companions for Independence. The four-year-old dog assists in meetings with victims and witnesses of traumatic events. And this little puppy also assists other agencies throughout Southern California. So this canine keeps very busy. 
On Friday night, the police dog had the honor of dropping the puck during the pregame ceremony. Already, this is a big highlight worth mentioning, and we haven't even gotten to the game yet. The starting goalies were Anthony Stolarz for the goals and Cal Peterson for Ontario. San Diego got off to the fastest of starts as they came out shooting, and that included a quick shot from Kiefer Sherwood between the faceoff dots to give the goals an early 1-0 lead only 2.53 into the game. Chris Weidman got the lone assist on that play. Through the rest of the period, both sides exchanged penalties and both sides had a couple power play opportunities. With about 6.30 left in the period, Ontario's Mikey Anderson slipped in the neutral zone and turned the puck over to give the goals a golden opportunity. Right as another rain player was about to get to the loose puck, Kiefer Sherwood poke-checked the puck away to get the open breakaway. Sherwood and Daniel Sprong both took open shots, but Cal Peterson stood on his head and kept it a 1-0 game. Then with 1.33 left in the first, there was some excellent hustle by Hunter Drew in the goal's D zone. And the hustle to get to the puck first resulted in a double minor high-sticking penalty from Sean Dursey. So great hustle by San Diego there to draw that bloody penalty. The goals couldn't convert on the power play in the first, but in the second, the goals completely took over the game. I mean this in the literal sense. I should point out, the shots on goal were 17-4 San Diego after 20 minutes. Things only got worse for the rain, as they had about two and a half minutes of penalty killing to do. And believe it or not, it got worse again for the rain as Lance Buma got a delay of game penalty for putting the puck over the glass while on the PK. So that put the goals on a two-man advantage, and they cashed in. The Kings cleared the puck off a faceoff, but then it was collected by the goals goalie behind his net. And after a quick pass ahead, it wound up with Chris Weidman, who sniped one from the point. And with four seconds left on the two-man advantage... The goal scored and went up 2 to nothing. Oh, by the way, uh, the assists went to Justin Kluse and Anthony Stolarz. Yeah, we got a goalie assist on that play. The goals still had a power play going, and they got three high-quality shots on goal during that man advantage. It looked like Ontario was playing from behind that entire sequence, and it just it looked bad for the rain because you had guys that were behind on the play. You had maybe two guys behind the blue line as San Diego was setting up. And then as the goals had one behind Cal Peterson and two in front of him, you had the other Ontario players that were around the face-off dots. So you had two guys in front of Cal Peterson with no one around, and Cal had to stand on his head for that. So it's partially great power play offense by San Diego, but extremely poor penalty killing by Ontario to even give the goals those kind of chances. And the rain committed yet another penalty on an Austin Strand high-sticking call. This was of the regular variety, as San Diego tried to step on the throat of their opponents. And they kept the shots coming. They pretty much dominated puck possession to the point that Ontario wasn't getting any shots. No, I mean that. Cal Peterson had to make another couple of lucky stops on Chase DeLeo to keep it a two-goal game. And in fact, at one point, it was 27-4 shots on goal, then 28-4, then 29-4, to 
Then 30-4. to You get the picture. Finally, with 9.39 left in the second period, the Reign officially got their first shot on goal since... Is that right? Yeah, it was their first shot... <laughs> this is not kidding, folks. Their first shot on goal since the 9.40 mark of period one. Yes, the Ontario Reign went 20 minutes and one second between shots on goal. That's about one whole period without getting a shot on goal. That's it. The Reign were playing that bad. But the goals were also playing that good. At that time, the shots on goal were a whopping 33-4 to in favor of San Diego. 33-4. to Wow. Later on, Piatella got a high-sticking penalty of his own, and Ontario's Rasmus Kapari netted his own power play goal from Mario Kempe and Sheldon Rempel. Immediately after that rain goal, the heavy hitting was really starting to bring the fans back into it, and in the midst of a shoving match, it looked like some players from both teams were expecting a whistle. But you play to the whistle, right? Fox on your feet! You play to the whistle! Come on, Dougie! Come on, Dougie! Here! Yeah, the Ontario Reign didn't take his advice, and just like Anders Kane in Goon 2, the Reign stood around and Simon Benoit scored the goal from Hunter Drew and Chase DeLeo. After two periods, it was 3-1 San Diego. And oh, by the way, the shots on goal were in favor of the goals, of course. 39-13! I'm not making these stats up. I I couldn't believe it either. I took a couple of pictures of this just to make sure, and this was indeed happening. Going into period three, the rain got a goal from Sean Dursey on the helpers from Bokui Mama and Doty to cut the lead. But San Diego came roaring back with 16.06 left in the third. And this was a great one. The goal ended up being a breakaway goal, and it was, you know, it was a two-on-one with San Diego skating ahead of the Ontario defense again. Broadhurst had a perfect saucer pass to Blake Piatella for the goal. Cal was on his left and really couldn't get back in time on the two-on-one, which extended the lead. Then it was another shot off the post for the Ontario Reign. They finally got some quality shots with about 15 minutes left in the game, but just could not break through. And with 13 and a half minutes left, Sean Dursey turned the puck over on their own zone to Kapaka, and Jack Kapaka took a grade A shot, but Cal made his best save of the night, so credit to Cal Peterson for that. But then, another power play for the rain, except guess what happened? Yeah, the captain, Carrick, with a shorthanded goal. Sam went top shelf from the pass and didn't hesitate taking a shot from the left faceoff dot. So that gives the goals another shorthanded goal. Later on, it was a power play goal from Chris Weidman, which made it 6-2 to two goals, and that's when Cal Peterson was finally pulled. Yeah, Max Comtois, by the way, he blocked Cal's view and immediately ducked when the puck was on its way in because that one was going top shelf also. It was really a bar down, excellent shot. San Diego won that game 6 to 2 and the shots on goal 55 to 25 in favor of the San Diego goals. Let me repeat that. 55 to 25. Yeah, they outshot them by 30 shots on goal. Wow. 
I have talked about this game plenty. And we'll talk about the other game against the Ontario Reign coming up. But I want to remind you that you can listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, be sure to check out other hockey podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Sharks, where C. Morley and Kyle Demetrius talk about anything and everything about their rivals to the north. Locked On Kings, where Sarah Avampado brings great podcasts, especially about the newest member of the Thousand Game Club, Jeff Carter. And Julia Kender is the host of the Locked On Devils podcast, where we're beginning to hear some trade rumors in the air. Oh my. So check that out. Much more to come on the other side of the intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I realized that I took a long time on that first segment because it was that good of a game for San Diego. And I'm going to try to shorten this up because I have a third segment you guys are going to want to listen to about how the goals have turned things around on this early stretch of the 2019-2020 season. Saturday, November 16th, we had Star Wars Night at Pechanga Arena. And the force was with the goals because early on, Chase DeLeo got the scoring started, not in the first, the second period. The first period, it was really just back and forth, a couple of ruffians, you know, some some rough stuff, some hard hitting, no scoring happened in that first period. And it was really just a back and forth in the first period. That's all that happened, really. I'll be honest. Uh, The real action began in the second period. And yeah, the Empire definitely struck back on this one. Chase DeLeo got a goal 36 seconds into the second period with helpers from Sam Carrick, the captain, and Chris Weidman. Chase DeLeo has really impressed me over the last few games where he's been getting getting into plays more. You know, he's getting into, I want to say that zone around the faceoff dots where he's getting more involved in every play. So we like seeing that. However, the goals took a pretty bad penalty. Kiefer Sherwood got sent to the box for slashing. And that's where things really ramped up for the San Diego goals. Yeah, they took a few shots on goal. And yeah, Ontario did not look good on their power play. Allowing San Diego to get some shots off and really floundering on their own power play. Yes, Ontario did look bad again, but San Diego's looking that good again. Justin Kloos got his third goal of the season. It was a short-handed goal. Chris Weidman got the helper. Max Comtois also got an assist on the play. And this was where Justin Kloos kind of got a nice little breakaway opportunity. And he cashed in against Cal Peterson to make it 2 to nothing. San Diego. Short-handed goal. Hmm. Then on the third period, oh boy, it got messy. The hits just continued to come. Uh, Drake Rimsha really got the crowd going when he interfered with Anthony Stolarz. So Rimsha went to the box for goalie interference. And then there was some rough stuff going on from Ontario. Ontario played pissed off. I'm just going to be honest. They they looked mad. They knew they were getting beat. So the only way they thought they could have beaten the goals was to, you know, beat them. That didn't work. 
despite the fact that Kale Clegg got a goal to cut the lead in half, 2-1, Daniel Sprong got a power play goal for San Diego to make it 3-1 goals. So really, the undisciplined play of the rain reared its ugly head, and that's what happens. San Diego catches in. And then there was a couple late goals after that. Kiefer Sherwood got an empty netter. Hunter Drew got another one after that. The final score was 5-1 to one, San Diego. Yeah, they outshot the rain yet again. 37-29 to 29 on this one. So really, this was just more roughness than anything else. And I got to credit Anthony Stolarz. He kept his cool even after that whole little incident with the goalie interference. Stolarz kept his cool. He was fine after that, and he said, you know what, I'm just going to keep going, make some more saves, and he had a couple great saves in the third period to keep the goals ahead. So that's why Anthony Stolarz got the first star of the game for San Diego, just coming back from that hit, keeping composed, keeping the goals into it. Stolarz has been brilliant lately. He's been absolutely a gem of a goalie for San Diego, and he is on a great personal winning streak That was his seventh win in a row. He's been the goalie for all seven of those wins. His current statistics, he is 7-4 with a 289 goals against and a 912 save percentage. So that save percentage has finally gone up above from what it was 880. It was bad. So for, for him to raise it up now, great for Anthony Stolarz, but even better for the San Diego goals. Much more to come. After the second intermission, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks or Locked On Goals today, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, I talked about how the goals have turned things around over the last few games. They started off 0-6 in the season, and now they've bounced back to even. They are currently 7-7, seven and seven, 500. Yeah, big turnaround. And you got to ask yourselves, how are they doing this? How are the San Diego goals turning things around from the start of the season to now? Well, it starts with Anthony Stolarz, as I mentioned before. He's got seven wins in a row. His movement is back. His confidence is back. His defense is back. Because you look at a goalie as being the last line of defense. But then you have to look like who's in front of him. And really, they're blocking more shots. Just from observation, they're blocking more shots per game. They are not allowing so many passes to get in that zone between the faceoff dots. They're clogging up the lines. That's a big difference. But for me, the biggest difference has got to be special teams. And I'll start with the power play. How have the goals power play differed? from the first six games to the last eight games. I'll pull up some stats right now. On the first six games of the season, San Diego's power play, they were kind of floundering a little bit, similar to the Ducks. The first six games, San Diego was 3-for-27 overall on the power play. That's only an 11% conversion rate. They had 32 shots on goal, which was about 5.3 per game, and about 1.1 shots per power play. And they allowed five shorthanded attempts. Okay, that's fine. Then we go to the last eight games. It's turned around a lot. 
In the last eight games, San Diego has eight for 37 on power plays. That's a 21.6% conversion rate. Yes, they've doubled their conversion output on power plays. And part of it is the players that have come in. Max Comtois has come in from Anaheim to San Diego. He's been a difference. Really, the player personnel on the power play line right now is excellent. What they have right now is working. And I'm sure the Anaheim Ducks are looking at this and thinking to themselves, they've got something really good going there. Comtois looked good. Delia's looked good. There's been players that have looked very good for San Diego that the Anaheim Ducks are sure to be looking at right now. And some more stats on that. The goals have 57 shots on goal around those power plays. That's 7.1 shots per game on the power play and 1.5 shots per power play instead of the 1.1 from before. So they're gaining more chances on the power play per each possession. And they've allowed about 10 shorthanded attempts, 1.2 per game. Okay, that's fine considering that they've also had many more power play opportunities. They're drawing more penalties. That is good for San Diego and they're converting on them. When both can happen at the same time, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's really awesome to see. But the biggest, the biggest difference by far has been their penalty kill. And we'll start not with the first six games, the first seven games. So we're going to split this up in half. First seven games of the season for San Diego's penalty kill. The power play on the other side was 5 for 27. So they stopped 22 of 27 on the PK. That's 81%. That's pretty good. That's about just below average. Not too bad. They allowed 38 shots on goal, which is about 5.4 a game. They allowed 1.4, close to 1.5 per power play. Here's the big difference. They only had six shorthanded shots in those first seven games. That's not going to do it. Then we go to the last seven games, and it is a complete 180. They've allowed four goals on 29 opposing power plays. So on the PK, 25 for 29. That's an 86% penalty kill rate. That's much better than it was before with the 81%. They allowed 35 shots on goal, so exactly five shots per game. They've allowed a little under 1.2 shots per power play, so that's improved. Short-handed attempts, 21 Wait, yes, you're hearing that right. The first seven games, they had six shorthanded shots. The last seven games, 21. That is three shorthanded shots per game. Oh, by the way, in that stretch, they've got seven shorthanded goals. If you guys haven't been paying attention too much, this is where San Diego has flourished as of late. In their last seven games, they have seven short-handed goals. They had one against Colorado. They had one against Bakersfield. They had one against Stockton. They had two against the Barracuda last week. Then they had one against, they had one at Ontario at Toyota Arena and one against Ontario at Pechanga Arena. So there it is. Seven short-handed goals. Their penalty kill has 
been the big difference as of late. They are playing as aggressive as an NHL team, as an elite NHL team. And when I say that, they are driving the puck towards the neutral zone on the penalty kill. They're doing an excellent job of even forechecking across the blue line. And the forecheck on the neutral zone has been top quality. So that's where your big difference is. And those are the stats to back it up. So San Diego on the penalty kill, that's been an A-plus effort. An A-plus-plus effort and an A-plus execution for Kevin Deneen and his coaching staff. So if they can keep this up, if they can keep up this excellent penalty kill, they're going to keep winning games. The power play will come and go. The power play does come. It is still a 20% conversion rate over the last few games. It is still about a 16 to 17% power play rate, which is still very good. The penalty kill is going to be, I think, the big difference if they want to keep up this winning streak they have going. So those are the stats. That's what I have to say about that. And we're going to close things out on this edition of Locked on Goals. But I hope you guys appreciated those statistics for this turnaround for the goals. And I'll just say that you can listen to this or any of the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. And if you follow those Twitter accounts, you'll see some dogs once in a while. You'll see some Ducks updates. You'll see some goals updates and really hockey in general. And I also want to point out that I was on a podcast or I did the podcast with Nikki Giordano recently about the Good Branson Hathaway incident. Yeah, it's an interesting one. That one you should check out. And you should also check out the show I did yesterday with Taylor Blake Ward, where we just have a lot of fun. It sounds silly at times, but it's just a fun time. So definitely check out the previous shows from this week. And I really want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for the support and thanks for tweeting at me. I love hearing the comments, so keep them coming. If you want to chat hockey with me, you can hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or my personal account or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I really do want to begin a mailbag show soon, so if you have any questions, send them my way. For Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. I'll see you at the rink and stay cool, San Diego.